and welcome to another edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Austin Huff, Evan Lee Pack with you. Yes. That's us. Wow, Evan, you're loud. I'm loud too. So and we're back. And better than ever? After a great week. Oh, it was a great week for some. For others, not so much. It's a great week for me. It's very entertaining. I thought. And it wasn't a great weekend, actually. It was a iffy weekend, you know. Florida loses, but Tampa pretty much dominates Dallas, even though Tampa didn't play that great. You mean Dallas didn't play that great? Tampa didn't play that great either. Oh, I wasn't listening. I was taking the headset off because I was hearing a bad echo in my... So, I lost the words you were actually saying there for two seconds, but you're making noise, so that's all that counts. Yeah, keep them off the whole time? Yeah, so I can hear better. Sometimes I like them have them on, and sometimes I don't. Get the reverb? Yeah, as much as I love hearing your voice, I don't like hearing it twice. Yeah, it's Simultaneously. It's kind of hard and to I, think when that's what you're and hearing. I know, and I know what I sound like, so I don't have to hear myself, you know. Just pay attention to those audio levels. We were having some uh, technical difficulties before this episode. It wasn't uh, anyone's fault. It was stupid plugins. So I will make sure that we uh, stay audioed. All right. Audioed. Um, Usually we start these podcasts with high school football. Given it's the fall, big time. We We have some high school football to talk about, but... The uh, the hot mess going on in South Bend, Indiana, I believe, deserves our attention at the top of this show. Um, hot mess indeed. For those living under a rock, uh, Notre Dame football, the iconic brand, you know, one of the ten most iconic brands in college athletics, lost to Marshall uh, Saturday, number eight Notre Dame, twenty one points, Marshall twenty six. Uh, you said in, Marshall. <laughs> injury to insult. Uh, Tyler Buckner, starting quarterback for Notre Dame, out for the year with a shoulder sprain, severe shoulder sprain that requires surgery, out for four months. To be fair, it's insult to injury. It's injury to insult. It's, it's insult to injury. I know what the phrase is, dude. But this works here, too. But I, the injury came after the insult. I've never heard it. I mean, I get I know, I, get, I know. I'm just flipping I get the, what you're saying. I'm just flipping the phrase. Yeah, it'd be super That's not a phrase. Injury to insult is not a phrase. It I'm just flipping now. it. That's why I was confused. It's insult to injury. Tyler Buckner has a grade five AC I, joint sprain. Six. That's pretty severe. Which means surgery, which means he'll be out for four months. Which, if you can do the math, he's done for the season. Probably, most likely, obviously. Yeah. Unless he comes, the only way he can play in four months is if Notre Dame is playing for the national championship, and that's not happening. No, this year. they already have two losses. They're going to go. They're fighting for a bowl game at this point, I think. Yeah. So, Evan, uh, you were at the scene of the crime on Saturday. What are your initial thoughts? Not initial thoughts, because it's been a couple days. What are your thoughts uh, on the state of Notre Dame football 2022 right now? I don't know, man. Good answer. Good Co- job. Yeah. Co- college football. <laughs> I don't know. College football this team. I don't know what think. has been. That's I, a good answer. I sort of cover this team. College football is More than most. is weird this season so far. A lot of ups and downs across the country. Obviously, you saw a few upsets on Saturday. The Sun Belt teams are just doing fantastic. I won't say that Georgia Southern's win over Nebraska was the best because Nebraska has been terrible recently. Scott Frost, rest in peace. Not literally, Not literally. but just his job at Nebraska. Yep. Got fired, obviously. Um, and then we saw App State beat Texas A&M. So it wasn't just Notre Dame, which was, I guess, good for them. Not all the attention was on Notre Dame, but at the same time, still a terrible loss considering now they're 0-2. It's supposed to be a great homecoming for Marcus Freeman. as his first home game as head coach. It's supposed to be a celebration, and uh, it was anything but, obviously. Yeah. It's a tough loss. I mean, Marshall's a solid team. I was impressed with the way they played. They came in pretty confident, pretty fired up, played like it. But at the same time, they shouldn't. They had no business beating Notre Dame as a uh, nearly a 21-point underdog. So, went outright on the road. It's insane. But 
I was impressed with their play, and I was not impressed at all with Notre Dame, and I haven't been impressed with Notre Dame's play the last two games so far this season. Offense has been a big issue. The Maybe the biggest surprise has been how bad the offensive line has performed. I mean, they had all these veterans and guys who have all these starts under their belt. They've done nothing to help the cause on offense. Obviously, the running game has been really bad because of that, and Tyler Buckner through the air has been... Uh, has left a lot to be desired. He didn't throw one touchdown pass in the two games. Threw a couple picks instead to Marshall. Had a couple rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he threw one touchdown pass to Marshall. Yeah. That's Picks, it. Pick six. Yeah. That kind of sealed it there. And it was a terrible pass. Stared him down. Stared down Jaden Thomas. And he got, I mean, the other pass, he had the other interception earlier in the game was a similar was a similar pass. Stared, stared down his receiver from across, across the field and threw it. It was a terrible pass. It's just he has a lot of talent, but he wasn't. He's still he was still trying to put it together. Obviously, he wasn't going to be the savior from the beginning, and you kind of like felt that after this past game. But now they have to go to Drew Pine, who I haven't been impressed with either in the times that I've seen him play. You kind of historically hate Drew Pine. Yeah, so he was terrible in the spring game, and then he comes in this Marshall game. He, he was okay in spots. Last year, when he had to come in for Jack Cohen a couple times, he was fine. And then he comes in for Buckner late in this game. Like his first play or pass, there's an interception right away. So he gets sacked a couple times, tries to pick up first downs on the ground, doesn't get much out of it. I mean, I just. He's, he's like a poor man's Baker Mayfield, and that's not a good thing, you know, because mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield's not that great either. So. But that's who that's who he reminds me of. But we'll see. Maybe I'll eat my words. Uh, he could have a great performance against Cal. Maybe get some momentum going. Who knows? But at this moment, I am not going to hold my breath with that. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of this, you know, is going on to Marcus Freeman, right, and the coaching staff, and it's probably fair. You know, um, I tweeted this out Saturday at. Austin Huff TGN for the cheap plug. But, you know, I don't think there's anyone that doesn't want to see Marcus Freeman succeed, right? He says all the right things. He seems like a genuinely good human being. Like, I don't know if anyone... It's because he is. ...sees him and is like, oh, I hope that guy loses because he's a, you know... Jerk. Jerk. Yeah, that's a nice (laughs) word we can use on this podcast to describe. You know, know, there's a lot of people who don't want to see Brian Kelly win. Because he's a jerk. Because he comes off like a jerk. And he kind mm-hmm. of is a jerk. He throws his players under the bus more times than, you know, a coach should. Publicly, mm-hmm. at least. Right. Um, but, man, if... The fact that Marshall just controlled the game... Like, they did nothing fluky to win that game. Marshall just beat them. Straight up. In Notre Dame Stadium. Like, that's... That's not good. Like, he, you, there's only so many of those losses a coach can take, mm-hmm. you know, before, you know, he's not going to be fired after this year. I think they're going to at least give him the benefit of the doubt. First year head coach. Yeah, he's not. Deer and headlights yeah. kind of vibe so far. You know, each game has gotten progressively worse. He's coached. Like, they were rolling in that bowl game mm-hmm. against Oklahoma State. They played Ohio State for three plus quarters, and they were there. They were right in that game. Mm-hmm. We, you know, it's hard to remember that because they lost to Marshall, but like each game has almost gotten worse for Marcus Freeman, and uh, that's not a good trajectory. Like, I'm not saying his job isn't on the line Saturday, but like, what are you talking? You just said <laughs> I know. <laughs> what do you say? Like, holy yeah. cow! Be concerned if they lose again. Like, uh, yeah, you just said he's not going to get fired. He's not going to get fired. Year, so his job's not on the line. On his job Saturday. is not on the line. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm trying to be like Stephen A. Smith. The Chargers are going to score the most points in the AFC West this week, but the Raiders are going to beat them. So. Yeah. 0-3. First Notre Dame coach to do that ever. Lose his first three games. Tough. Right. People were – there's been a social media post that kind of went viral that Brian Kelly went 1-3 and in his first game, first four games as well. So, like, you know, mm-hmm. you got to be patient, which they and will be. Lou Holtz went 0-2, whatever, you know. 
they had bad seasons and then a couple years later national championship can't the problem is we can't be comparing coaches to coaches like who cares like we can't we know what brian kelly has done we know what lou holtz has done i mean i suppose you can do that if you want to but marcus freeman hasn't doesn't have a track record brian kelly brian kelly and lou holtz had previous head coaching experience before they came to notre dame you know yeah that too like this is it. This is new for Marcus Freeman completely. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of looks like he's in over his head a little bit. He just like them be having communication issues, like with like getting players in and calling timeouts and like things like that. Like that, that's a rookie head coach thing, you know. Growing pains. So all I know is that they better be Cal this week because the discourse on Twitter if they lose again. I think people just might start getting numb. And it's like, you know what? Forget about it. Who cares? <laughs> no one's going to... Who's going to be at this Cal game? I wonder what the crowd's going to look like. Yeah. I mean, I think it's technically a sellout. Like, every ticket's been sold, but will every seat be filled? That's Have you seen that on Twitter? I'm pretty sure they already announced it. Oh, yeah. It's, it was sold out. I it's think... the Irish wear green game. Yeah. Everyone's going to be encouraged you to wear green. Notre Dame's wearing green uniforms. Green jerseys, at least. I don't know what the green pants jerseys. are Green jerseys. Yeah. Green jerseys and yellow, the gold pants. Yeah. So, based, just based off that, you have to expect uh, Notre Dame to pick up their first dub wearing the green jerseys. Has to. They, I think the last time they wore the green was uh, 2018. And they probably won. Yeah, they beat Florida State. Florida State was bad. It was November. It was uh, like 30 Florida degrees. Florida State was bad. It was yeah. 30 degrees. Notre Dame wore these green uniforms with blue numbers. It was You couldn't read them. It was terrible. Yikes. I'm sure everybody in the press box was like, these are terrible. Yeah. But, I mean, you can see on the TV, can't you? There's TVs up there. Those are tape delayed. There's a delayed from live. So, you watch the replay. It's great. You just look up yeah, and I'm, watch the I'm replay. In the, I'm at the stadium. I want to be able to see the game. Like, I'm watching it at the stadium. So, so far down. I, mean, I, I can't see the I can't see the numbers sometimes even with the white font. Yeah. It's tough. You need binoculars. Because I thought Jared Patterson was the one freaking out after the game. I thought it was Riley Mills. It's close enough. Because I saw the two same numbers, I was like, "Oh, a big man must be Riley Mills." But it was actually Jared Patterson. He's trying to he's trying to leave on the alma mater. He's like, "I'm done. Get me mm-hmm. out of here." It's great. Good. Pretty much summed up the frustration for the Irish. Hey, at least at least one person shows like he gives a crap. You know. I think they all give it. They're I all think sad. They do, all like, the, those photos of them at the alma mater. So depressing. Yeah. All the long faces. They shouldn't. They shouldn't sing the alma mater after they lose. I, I get tradition, but like. No, that's kind of how it goes. I know. Everyone does it. Win or lose, buddy. I know. Win or lose. Yeah, I know. Uh, So, yeah, Notre Dame. Yikes. Yikes so far. But. Best case scenario, 7-5. Yeah, the the teams that are are supposed to be good on their schedule are looking very good. Mm -hmm. BYU, USC, North Carolina could score a lot. Uh, Who am I missing? Clemson. You said BYU. Yeah, I said BYU. BYU's looking good. USC's looking good so far. Clemson's eh, but they're still good, obviously. Still a game Notre Dame could obviously lose, so that's three. North Carolina has been fine, but I still think that's a winnable game for Notre Dame. But that's four, I suppose. Syracuse at Syracuse right now is up in the air because, I mean, Syracuse won a couple games to open the season. have looked pretty decent. Yeah, you feel good about Navy, UNLV, Boston College. Mm-hmm. That's about it. And then probably Cal. And Stanford. And Cal. And so, Cal. So that's five. That's five games. Basically, the North Carolina and the Syracuse games will determine if you're going to a bowl or not. Mm-hmm. No pressure. <laughs> of so, course, this will all blow up. It'll be fun to see how things uh, trans- or transpire. Or they'll win 10 in a row. They'll win out and go to the Fiesta Bowl again or something. If they go 10 and Wouldn't two, that be something I'm if they just won out? Could you imagine if they just won out? Like, that'd be nuts. They won't, but, like, that'd be crazy. That'd be absolutely insane. Mark this. We're going to mark this podcast episode if they win out. September 13th. Yeah. Um, okay. That was that was Notre Dame talk. Uh, let's do more football. But at the high school level, uh, we are entering probably the biggest week of the regular season for our area. A lot of marquee matchups. Basically, three... Division conference titles are going to be like not like full on determined, but a huge influence on who will win these conferences are happening this week. We have Penn at Elkhart in the Northern Indiana Conference 
Uh, I think they're the North South Division. There's the divisions are North South and East West. They're very Hate stupid, that. stupid sounding. Hate that. Yeah. Um, you have Fairfield at West Noble in the NECC Big Division. Uh, Angola beat West Noble last week, so West Noble is 0-1 in NECC big games, and then Fairfield has not played a conference game yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and sorry, Penn Elkhart is NIC East-West. Mm-hmm. Jimtown is in the NIC North-South, and they won last week. Uh, and then Warsaw at Northwood for the Northern Lakes Conference. Uh, there are three 3-0 teams left in the NLC. Warsaw, or 2-0 teams, sorry. Warsaw, Northwood, and Mishawaka. So, and guess what? Warsaw plays Northwood this week. And then in two weeks, Northwood plays Mishawaka. So, we'll find out. Yeah. Over the next couple weeks. Um, last week, I wouldn't say there was a ton of surprises. Um, the surprise was Northwood maybe beating Northridge the way they did. But technically, that's exactly what happened last year, too. So, we shouldn't have been surprised. I think it was like 42 to 8. It was 42 8 last year. It was 42 7 this year. Weird. Yeah. Funny how that works. I asked Nate Andrews after the game, so um, we're going to get a turf then at Andrews Field? I mean, you love playing on this type of field. He's like, no. So, no turf coming to Andrews Field, at least in the near future. So, so Did he even laugh at that, or is he just like, no? He kind of chuckled. He slightly chuckled. Sounds about right. And Nate Andrews slight <laughs> chuckle. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. No, we, yeah. we play well here in the regular season, but they got us. Northridge beat him in the postseason on the grass at Northwood, so... Tag God ain't walking through that door though, unfortunately. So, McLean <laughs> Miller though, He's you good. know, like yeah, Kate Carrington was. Man, they just fumbled the ball so much. Northridge. It Were was they bad. having bad snaps? Four. No, it was like running with the ball and fumbling. How many turnovers they have? Four. That'll do it too. All you. in the first half. So Carrington had to had the first one. He fumbled. They're at the twenty yard line. They're running and running. You know, basically into the end zone, he fumbled. What Chad have to say? Hmm. He was just upset that they fumbled a lot, but he said Northwood came to play and we didn't. So, pretty succinct, uh, pretty pretty accurate. Yeah. So, um, short but to the point. Yeah, he was kind of happy that they played better in the second half, but it's running clock and like, you know, whatever. Uh, so yeah, they just had bad. I mean, the one that the one fumble that there was two of them that were crazy. The fumble that Ethan Evers had where he punched the ball out, like dove over a Northridge lineman, punched the ball out of McLean Miller's hands and bounced right off the turf and into J.J. Payne's hands. Like, that's that's an unbelievable play by a Division One linebacker. Like The, t- the turf. Those bounces. Those bounces had some on the good turf. bounces I know, so you, far this yeah. season. Um, and then the second one, the one with Jethro Hochstetler, Hochstetler, I was. it looked like his forward progress was stopped. Like, there was like a whole group of people there and for some reason, the play went on, and then all of a sudden, Caden Lone rips the ball out, and he's running the other way for a touchdown. It was a, it was mind-boggling. It was like, wait, what? They didn't blow the whistle? Um, Ethan Evers, though, I think he was the player of the game. Like, he had that awesome fumble, forced fumble, and he had he just trucked. I felt bad for Jethro Hochsteller. He just got trucked on that touchdown run. He did. It was you could hear it like. So saw the replays to that. I saw the replay to the. Force fumble. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good stuff. He he just absolutely destroyed Jethro uh, on that short run. It's got to be really nice. You could just bring in that guy on the goal line as a running back. Like, hey, you're jacked and huge, and let's just get you the ball, and you can run through people. Like, that's awesome. Jethro that's a great goal line high. weapon. Like Jethro went too high. Jethro went too low. If you watch the playback, Jethro like squatted too low almost, and Ethan just dropped the shoulder into him, and that was it. Well, you can't take him high either. No, you. how do you tackle him? Like Ankles. That's about it. I think Jethro was going for the ankles. He didn't get low enough. <laughs> Tough. Tough scene. Uh, Northridge, they got a nice couple weeks coming up. Schedule gets a little easier. Goshen this Friday. Um, they have some sort of order of, uh, you know, Wallace, Plymouth, Concord after that. So All winnable games. Get, they should get be back four and the, four going into the final week against Warsaw. Yeah, get back on the right track a little bit. Yeah, four and four. They're one and three. Oh, sorry, they'll be four, five and three going into the last week. Should be five and three. Sorry, yeah. my math was off. <laughs> it's okay. Happens uh, to the best of us. Yeah. Um, the game you were at Fairfield beat Southport. 
which was a kind of a surprise, but not really. Like Fairfield's a good team, and Southport isn't. So. It was a weird game. Yeah, it was fourteen nothing Fairfield midway through the first, well, in the late in the first quarter. I mean, they they came out ready to play. Southport, as we know, is a six A team from Indianapolis, but they had lost fifteen games in a row coming in. Now it's up to sixteen. Spoiler alert! Uh, apparently, Fairfield head coach Matt Dacker played at Southport back in the day, so it meant a little extra to him, obviously, to play that team. Um, but I will give Southport some credit because after the first, the first two offensive series, three and out, first two offensive series for Fairfield touchdowns. But Southport came back, scored a couple touchdowns to where it was 14-12 late in the second quarter. And then a big pass play. It was like a seven-yard pass play with less than a minute left. Gets the Cardinals all the way down to the Fairfield two-yard line with like 30 seconds before halftime. But credit the Falcons' defense. They get three big stops. They don't give up any points. They keep a two-point lead heading into the locker room. And then to build off that momentum, they come out in the third quarter, an eight-minute drive with a triple-option offense. They end up scoring a touchdown. Ethan Schmucker. It was yeah. a four-yard rushing touchdown or two-yard. One of those. It yeah. was short, but it was impressive, and that kind of set the tone for the rest of the second half. Falcons' defense played well. Southport didn't score again, and they kind of just outlasted them the rest of the second half, win 21-12, stay undefeated, 4-0. So, uh, Falcons still looking pretty solid. They they're got pesky. a big game. They're pesky, baby. They're just like... Unfortunately, Carter Kitson, quarterback, hit shoulder injury. Yeah, we don't know the severity of it yet. Nope. We have not done our journalism yet, investigative journalism into it, but... Investigative journalism. Investigative journalism. Gotta we'll text find people. Out. Gotta yeah. connect with my sources. You have a few. I'm sure someone will tell you what's up. Yep. But yeah, so I, luckily for them, I mean, you run a triple option offense, just comes down to the practicing... The hands off, hand the handoffs and the pitches and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't need a dynamic passer. Yeah. So that helps a little bit if you're not going to have Kitson. But yeah. it's still yeah. a tough loss. They've thrown like what six passes this year total. Like, yeah, not a lot. Not a lot. Not Four a lot. games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they get to go to Ligonier this week. West Noble coming off a loss to Angola, twenty-seven-six. Tough loss for the Chargers in the NECC Big Division. Angola's, I, I told you last week, I mean, Angola, you know, they were going to be a tough test. I thought West Double was still going to win, but Angola, they're, they appear to be decent enough, at least in the NECC. Like, they're good for NECC big division, like, but Fairfield also too, so. So, if Fairfield gets past West Double, you know, all it's going to be a big Fairfield-Angola game coming up that, you know, mm-hmm. might have to go to. I don't know when they play. I did not write that fact now before I came here. Um... Yeah, um, so that's that's that, I think. Um, West Noble Fairfield. Yeah, should be an interesting one Friday night. Uh, Elkhart beats up in Washington 41-0. Not a shock there. It's up in Washington, not very good. Elkhart, very good. Uh, 13th in the latest 6A AP poll. Uh, they get Penn, who is 2-2, two and two, but their two losses have come against um, Indianapolis Cathedral, who is uh, number two in 6A. Mm-hmm. Pretty good team. And a uh, St. Xavier from Cincinnati, who's a very good uh, program in Cincinnati, nationally recognized uh, program. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to lose two games, you might as well lose to those two. Yes. High, very high quality opponents. Um, Penn did beat Valparaiso in week one, 35-6. And uh, according to the latest Class 5A poll, Valparaiso is ranked fifth. So that's not a bad win. Big win, and it's a dominating win, yeah. dominating fashion. And they beat Portage, and uh, I don't know about Portage. so. Uh, but, yeah, so they have a good win on their resume. Elkhart, like we said last week, they, they kind of got tested by Northridge, but they really haven't been tested in their other three games. Nope. So this is going to be, you know, are they uh, are they a big boy? How big of a boy are they? That's what we're going to figure out by Elkhart on a Friday night. Dear God. What? How <laughs> big of a boy? <laughs> big boy. Are they just like, you know, are they, uh, did they peak in high school? Or are they going to be like a uh, a force to be reckoned with, you know? It'll be fun to see because I've been impressed with Elkhart's start, obviously. Yeah, there's no denying they've been great, so. But uh, Penn is... Certainly going to be their toughest test at this point of the season. 
Yeah. That, sec- that sectional, by the way, that sectional currently has 4-0 Fort Wayne Carroll, who's ranked 7th in 6A. Warsaw's ranked 11th in 6A. Elkhart 13th in 6A. They're all 4-0. And then Penn did not get any votes this week, but again, they're 2-2 two two with two really good losses. That, oh, that sounds pretty brutal. brutal. That's going to be an insane sectional in, in six weeks here, seven weeks here. Uh, speaking of Warsaw, Northwood, big game. Six weeks. We're in week four. We're in week five. We're in week five. <laughs> they don't, 6A does not play week 10, which is the first week of the postseason. There's only Take 32 teams. Yeah. Well, some of those teams don't play because of buys and stuff well, anyway. But. Classes. Class 6A and Class 5A this year, they only have 32 teams each. So, they automatically get that week off. Very good. So, and then there's no, every other class, the, the sectionals, the other two sectionals that we cover in 4A and 3A both have eight teams. So, there will be no buys for anyone. No one will get an extra week of rest over someone else, at least. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Gotcha. That we cover. So, um, yeah, Northwood number five in the 4A pool this week. Have looked the part. Uh, man, that's going to be a good game. That's my analysis. There you go. That's going to be a good game. I'm really, like, Northwood, similar to Elkhart, right? They've they've taken care of business so far against the teams they're supposed to take care of business. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warsaw has won some games that, you know, maybe they were a little surprising. Like, they beat Michigan City, which... Hasn't been as good as I think people thought they would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still picked up that win week one. And um, they beat Chesterton week two, I believe. So And then Plymouth and then Concord. So have not given up a point in the NLC yet so far. They've outscored their opponents in the NLC 89-0. So. Beat Plymouth 70 to nothing. Yeah, it makes it like, sound like Concord got whooped. I mean, 19-0 isn't It's, not, it's actually a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I, I would agree with that. Concord just can't move the ball on offense. That's an issue. It's been a struggle acclimating to because I mean they lost pretty much everybody. Right, we, we talked about this. They yeah. they had a lot of turnover on that roster. Um, and then uh, to cap it off, I mean this game won't have much implication in the NLC standings, but the Tom Wagaman Bowl, Northridge at Goshen, mm-hmm. uh, Wagaman coaching against his former team, his former. Player Chad Epley at Wawasee, his former ment- mentor versus uh, you know teacher versus student type vibe, you know because mm-hmm. uh, Wagaman brought Epley onto the Northridge staff three years ago, and then when Wagaman stepped down, Epley got the head coaching job, and so a lot of cool like storyline stuff there. So that'll be the game you're at on Friday night. Yeah, yeah, I actually forgot about that. So. Uh... I guess it makes sense for the preview now. If uh, yeah, that's you were the, wondering why I was singing. You should probably talk angle. to Epley too. <laughs> yeah, no, it's because uh, yeah, the Tom Wagaman special. Forgot about that. I have, I'm of the belief they should play the game at Wawasee. Neutral field. Neutral site where they both are, you know, have connections to it. So. I like Wawasee's turf too. They have a nice field. Yeah, I'm just saying. Goshen's got a nice turf too, though. So. Northridge got a nice turf. Everyone's got a nice turf, except <laughs> Northwood. <laughs> Northwood and Concord are the only ones without turf in this area. Yeah. And Fairfield. Yes. And West Noble. West Noble also grass. Has grass. Has grass as well, yes. Yeah. Anybody else? I think that's it. Plymouth? Turf. Plymouth has turf. I've been there before. Might have to go there again soon. In uh, two weeks. Make Steve Crago. I should make... Should make our advertising people go cover that game. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a 200 word brief. Punish them. <laughs> no quotes. 200 yeah. word hey, brief. Hey, Mark, can you go cover? Uh, uh, yeah. They don't need also, any more punishment. Also, shout out Wawasee. Got their first win of the year. Beat Plymouth 45 28. Bit of a Gymtown. shootout. Jimtown, big NIC win over John Glenn 20 to 12. So the Jimmies have won two in a row. They're two coming two. back. Two and two. They're at five hundred after the first two games. It was like not great, but uh, Glenn was three and zero. So yeah. in theory, that's a good win. I think it is. I don't know the extent of the opponents that John Glenn played. They didn't beat anyone. Like the, the biggest win was South Bend St. Joseph. I don't know if they're good or not, but not really. But that's still the way Jimtown yeah. started the first two games. I would say that's a big dub for Jimtown. And you know what? I'm just gonna throw it out there. That's sectional. 
And Mishawaka Marion looks pretty mortal right now. They lost to New Prairie this past week. They're one and three. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a pretty uh, wide open sectional. Jimtown, Mishawaka Marion, Fairfield, West Noble. Lakeland got a big win this past week over Garrett. I mean, like, mm-hmm. just saying. Could be a I mean, looking Marion's like most not of these just, sectionals I don't think are you fun. could just pencil in Marion right now. That's, that's what I'm going with here. I don't think you should either. I agree with you. Marion's having a tough go of it. Yeah. Has still have half the season, regular season to go. Right. I think Marion's still got some talent, and they're probably still going to be the favorite, but like. It's not a foregone conclusion that they're going to win it. It's not like the last couple of years, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Big football week coming up. Should be fun. Girls golf. Big week for them, too. Sectionals are coming up this Friday. How about that? We have reached the postseason. IHSA postseason. Are you excited, Evan? Get pumped. Oh, just just the days passed, and then you don't even realize. But before you know it, here we full, are. Full disclosure: on Saturday morning, as I was getting ready to go cover the NLC tournament, I looked at the schedule because I was like, "Okay, I'll I'll cover the NLC tournament this week, and then we won't cover any golf next week because we got things going on." But the week after, I'll work on my girls' golf sectional preview. We'll do a preview for that, you know. And then I looked at the schedule, and I was like. Oh, no, wait, the sectional was this Friday, not next Friday. So that's very fun. I had a rude awakening of like, oh, crap, it's coming up in six days, not 16 days, or not uh, not 13 days, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so sectionals are this week. Let's quickly talk about what happened this past weekend. Um, we'll start with the NECC tournament. Fairfield Falcons on a fifth score tiebreaker won the NECC tournament. Shot a team score of 391 over at Heron Creek, uh, but they edged Fremont out on the fifth score tiebreaker, so... Fremont won the uh, regular season portion of the conference title, and Fairfield won the conference tournament. So there you go. There you go. Girls golf. So, uh, yeah, so congratulations to the Falcons. Hope Har from Westview, Athlete of the Week nominee, was the individual medalist, 84. And Mackenzie Maybe from West Oval was second with an 88. So Have you confirmed that's how we pronounce that last name? Har? Yes. Okay. I've talked to Mr. Har. Good. So the Har's. Just have great golf players. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're uh, the, the son, a uh, freshman last year. I don't remember his first name. I'm blanking on it. Silas. Silas, thank you. There you thank go. You. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Har. And Mackenzie, maybe. So they had nice days. Uh, Northern Lakes Conference Tournament. Warsaw ended up winning the tourney. So them and Plymouth split the regular split the NLC title. Plymouth won the regular season part. Warsaw won the conference tournament part. Northridge was second in the NLC tournament. Shot a 363 as a team. Um, yeah. Alex Richley. Chris she played Lowe. well. Top two as a, as how it has been. Yep. Warsaw is always. The NLC favorites on both sides, I feel like. Madison Weaver, well, not not in the girls. North, Northwood has been the favorite for a decade. That is true. Northwood not, not finished this year, fifth. unfortunately. They're fourth overall in the conference standings. That's probably their lowest finish in 15 years. Like, legitimately 15 years. So, I mean, we should have looked that how up. much can you ask for them, you know? I know. Eventually, uh, it was going to have to come to an end, but. Yeah. They'll be back. Maybe. We'll wow. see. Wow. No confidence that the program will get back to where it was? I don't know. <laughs> There's no guarantees in that, you know? Uh, That's fair. So, yeah, now we get to go into sectionals. Um, we've got Elkhart and Jimtown are playing over in the Knollwood sectional, hosted by Penn over at uh, Knollwood Country Club. So, mm-hmm. their seasons will probably come to an end. It's a nice area. It's a nice uh, golf course, I think. Yeah, Country Club. Well, yeah, but there's a golf course there. It's called the Country Club, so it's nice by default. <laughs> Been there before, believe it or not. You did cover the pen invite. I did. It was really nice. Yeah. Um, you have Warsaw, or sorry, we have Northwood and Wawasee at the Warsaw sectional, which is at Rosella Ford Golf Course. Uh, they're moving that off of Stonehenge, or not Stone. yeah, Stonehenge. Used to be at Stonehenge, now it's at Rosella Ford. Uh, no guarantee that Northwood gets out. There's some uh, interesting teams in that sectional. Warsaw, Culver Academy, uh, you know. So there's going to be uh, Plymouth that's playing well too. So this might be a really interesting, uh, 
year in the history of Northwood Girls Golf, like unprecedented mm-hmm. lack of success. It sounds terrible to say, but like, you know, they've been the model of consistency for four years that I've been here. So it's weird to like be like, I don't know if Northwood's going to make it out. Um, so you said all these are on Friday. This- all of them are on Friday. Yes, all of them are on Friday. All three of our sectionals this year are on Friday. So um, not happy about that. You're going to one of them? Nope. Nope. Just going to do a type up, a write up. Tough. Friday afternoon, evening of the results. Can't. I, I did Kendallville to Concord last year after the regional, and that was not fun. So and there's not as much of a guarantee of one of our teams making it out that it was last year with Northwood. Again, it was easy. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, Northwood's good. They're going to probably get out of the regional. Stillson will be like top three. Like, mm-hmm. And then, of course, she shot 62, like broke yep, the record. Broke so, like, it was worth the trip. This this time around, like, yeah, like Northridge, Northridge should get out of their sectional over at Cobblestone mm-hmm. Golf Course in Kendallville. They are, like, the second seed, technically. Like, Fort Wayne Carroll is really good. Northridge and Concord might get out, too. Like, that third spot's wide open from a bunch of teams that are eh. Concord, Goshen, they're all kind of in that battle for the last spot Fairfield so I mean I don't know who's going to make it out but um, yeah there's not as much guaranteed certainty of like success maybe I'll try to do it for the regional but I don't know Mm -hmm. like probably should be similar energy of like we'll just get the results and try to write something up for the newspaper because like it's just it's tough it's tough it's a lot going on right now for us too right and like doesn't help the fact that this is like the this is the best football week we have this week. Like, you know, we should we should be covering four games, but we can only cover three. Pinel card, dang it. Staff limitations. Um, not the best. So anyway. Girls golf sectionals this Friday. Get ready. Over in Kendallville, Warsaw, and Mishawaka. Boys soccer. Let's talk about the footy. How about that? <laughs> uh, you a soccer fan? Am I a soccer fan? Mm-hmm. I watched the EPL a little bit. What's the EPL? The English Premier League. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, the the, the Premier League. As you can tell, I don't watch uh, soccer. Moment of, silence, moment of silence for the Queen. Yeah, it is tough. You didn't take a moment of silence, dude. Jesus. 70-year reign. Respect. Moment of silence. Thank you. Okay. Um, Northridge Boys Soccer had a nice week. As my note says in the podcast right now, Northridge has a nice week. They uh, they beat number 10 in 2A, South Bend St. Joseph, 2-0 on Saturday. And then later Saturday, tied number five, the number five team in 2A, Mishawaka Marion, 3-3. Coupled that with a 9-0 win over Mishawaka, which, yeah. Um, the Cavemen. Good, uh, good week for the Raiders. Michael Wheeland, Athlete of the Week nominee. Mm-hmm. Had a big week, so kudos to him. He's uh, six goals away from the all-time program record, fun fact. According to coach Lawrence Baltazar, he's closing in on the all-time scoring record in Northridge history. I suppose that would be a story at some point, huh? Here pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, we got so many of these great scorers. I mean, Teak Meisner, Westview, junior. A junior just broke the scoring record at Westview. 80 career goals. Um, he's still got a year and a half to go. Like, he's going to get over 100 probably. His uh, his record's gonna be tough to beat in the future. I don't know if anyone's gonna be able to touch it. So I agree with that. He's been uh, their best player the last two and a half years, at least offensively. Same thing with Michael Whelan. He's played. He he had some really good talent around him his first two years. Uh, his sophomore year on varsity for sure. They were really good that year. Uh, but he's been the main guy the last two years. So or season and a half, whatever. Um, Elkhart. Big week for them last week, too. They beat Penn 3-0 last Tuesday. That's a huge win for the Lions. That was a huge win. You pick up any and against Penn in any fashion. doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. Penn is just overall good and everything. So if you're picking up a win over Penn, you're happy. That's similar to the Elkhart Volleyball win over Penn that yes. you covered. That I guess we'll get we'll to We'll get to that later. in a couple minutes, yes. Yeah. We will talk about that in a little bit. Um yeah, big week for Alcott over Penn in that regard. Boys soccer and volleyball, two big mm-hmm. wins. Um, we'll see if they follow that up with football this Friday. So That'd be sick. Uh, Goshen also had a good weekend, man. They 
cut out a couple of good wins over. Um, I didn't write the teams down. Dang it, I'm upset. Valpo. Were they at the Penn tournament? The Penn tournament. Yes. Yeah, Val, Valpo. It's thirty-two, and then they beat Crown Point two to one. Josh Cruz hat trick in the Valpo win. He also scored one of the two goals against Crown Point. They are now seven one and three, three zero and one in the NLC. In the driver's seat still. Big the big NLC game from they got they play three games this week or three games or two games two games this week. Sorry, they got Bethany Christian tonight. Probably going to be a win, even though Bethany is a solid team. Mm-hmm. Goshen should should win. They play Northwood on Thursday. Northwood still looking for their first NLC win. Uh, they're really good at not conference games. They have not yet won a conference game. Uh, the big one though for Goshen. They, they, then they play Wawasee in there. I think it's on Tuesday, next Tuesday. But the big one next Thursday, Warsaw at Goshen. Warsaw's ranked number nine in the three A poll. Uh, that should probably determine the conference champion, barring any upsets the rest of the way. Um, right. Big, big game. Big yep. game. I'm assuming we'll be there for that. One of us will be there, yeah. yes. <laughs> so, we're going to mark that on the calendar. Have not figured out what the schedule will be for next week, but once we do, one of us will be there. It's exciting. It's at home, too, which helps. We need those Red Ox to continue to have success. Yeah. Okay. It's good for our area coverage, isn't it? If when Goshen, Goshen's, if, when Goshen's when playing Goshen's well, winning. it helps us out a little bit. Yeah. That's true. Girls soccer. Let's do some girls soccer quickly here. Uh, nothing really big, honestly, not going to lie. This week was kind of pretty mellow for our girls soccer teams. Nothing really stood out. Um, Northridge got their first win. They're finally off the schneid. They're like 1-5-4 and four now. Like They've tried so hard. They scored. They got so far. They scored. But in the end, it doesn't, doesn't even, even matter. matter. They scored like four or five goals the entire season, but this past game against Plymouth, seven. They haven't been that bad on offense, but yes, they yeah they have. They exploded. They exploded against Plymouth. They had five goals all season. Did they really heading into this game? Wow, that's bad. I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah, a lot of well, they had two goals against Westview. Yeah, they tell me they had three goals in their first nine games. There's no way. You also looked at that wrong, dude. Okay, let's check it out. <laughs> they they weren't shut out that often. They had one goal against... No, they didn't have a goal against uh, Goshen. They were shut out. I'm pretty sure I'm right. I mean, you probably are. I, I haven't looked it up. That just feels like a low number. You said, you're wrong, dude. But you're probably right. But I'm actually... We're looking this up live. Hopefully the Wi-Fi connects. Oh, it's working. Yep, first game of the season... 2-0, second game, 2-0, third game, 1-1, fourth game, 2-1, fifth game, 1-1, sixth game, 4-0, seventh game, 1-0, eighth game, 0-0 tie, ninth game, 2-2 tie. Yeah, it's five goals. There you go. So they scored more in that one game against Plymouth combined and combined the rest of the season. They were upset. So I'm glad. I'm glad that they uh, pushed through. I don't know how good Plymouth is, obviously. Must not be that great. But no, could be a great jump start for them the rest They're of the season. They're going to probably put up another like seven or eight on Wallace C2 and get that goal number up. That's good. Yeah. That's good for the confidence. Yeah, I would agree. I agree. Um, Goshen played South Bend St. Joseph really well last night. St. Joe was like top five in the 2A, 3A poll area. And they... Only lost three to two. It was back and forth game. Mm-hmm. So good on the Red Hawks. Good battle. Good uh, on them. Good on them. Good on those kids right there. Uh, Miriam Ruiz Sanchez, athlete of the week nominee, keeps on making uh, strides. She's scored a goal last night, so she had, she has twenty two goals on the season. Mm-hmm. She is four away from tying the single season record, program history, and five so five away from breaking the record. So feels like she could get there. You know. She, career-wise, she needs, like, she's got 43 now or something. The record is, like, 69. So, like, career one, probably not going to happen, but she's going to be, like, she's already fourth all-time in career goals. Mm. So, she probably she might be able to get up to three or two. But the number one, it's going to be tough. Single season, very much in play. Right. So, we'll see. Uh, Northwood continues to play well. Um, they beat Jimtown over the weekend, three's nothing. Uh, they're six one and one or seven one and one. Should have wrote that down. The Jimmies ranked twentieth in the two uh, A poll is Northwood. Uh, Westview thirteenth in the one A poll. Again, I don't, know, I don't know why I said the Jimmies. I just, sometimes, the Jimmies. Sometimes it's just fun to say. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, Westview's 13th and 1A. So, Boys soccer pools, by the way, Elkhart 13th, Goshen 17th and 3A, and then the 1A pool, Westview number 2, Bethany Christian 12. What should you have written, written down? What was... Northwood's record. Northwood girls soccer record. Uh, we got 7 one 7-1-1. 7-1-1 the NLC. Their only loss was to Warsaw by a lot. Of course, you didn't update this, so I don't know if they played or if they played. They did not play Monday. Okay. These, so these records we're reading off for as of Sunday night. Yes. So. So it's correct. Seven one one. Yes. Cross country. Woo, let's run. Or maybe not. Um, let's jog. Let's fast walk. <laughs> let's walk. Let's just watch people run. Uh, West Noble. The NACC Super Duel last week. West Noble girls and, and the Angola boys were the team champions. But uh, Westview freshman Noah Bontrager won the individual race on the boys' side. Freshman, 1637 was his time. That's pretty good. Won it by 21 seconds. Talked about him earlier in the season, right? I said last week, hey, look out for this kid. And And then won the NECC race by 20 seconds. Uh, West Double Girls, shout out. Don't you love it when you're right about something? Once every, like, three weeks, (laughs) four weeks max. That you're right about something? Yeah. I had the any oh I had the screenshots so so I want to shout out the West Oval Girls uh, cross country team they did well uh, they had four in the top eight all five finishing like the top fifteen Trinity Parson twenty fifty their time second place so that's good stuff um, yeah just overall good good job for the West Oval Girls team going to give them a lot of confidence going into the rest of the season it's usually. Kind of how a victory works, right? You gotta no. get, you gotta get those no. uh, <laughs> those runners in the definitely top, doesn't top fifteen. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was funny to watch. It. Like the top eight were either West Double or Angola, so no Cherbuscos uh, or no one Central else. Nobles no. or ninth place was uh, Caitlin Caitlin Coon from Fairfield, and tenth place was Bailey Mons Mans from Westview. M A N N S. M-A-N-N-S? Mans. It's probably Mans. I'd say it's Mans, yeah. For sure. Yep. Uh, NLC-ish, boys, Goshen boys, won the Minuteman Classic. Um, Northridge didn't run their A-team, nor did Penn, so... Minuteman? Yeah, it's Minuteman, not the Minuteman Classic. It's Minuteman Classic. Since when has it been... Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. I wish I was making that up. It was written as Minuteman on everything I looked at, so... That must have been an accident. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it was. That's what it was called last year too. I don't know. Anyway, I guess uh, you want to be a minute man. Tommy Tommy Claxton won the race. Uh, I believe it was time of sixteen oh nine. We'll pull that up. I have that saved too. Hold on. Dramatic pause. Sixteen oh nine. Tommy Claxton. Dramatic. That wasn't dramatic enough for me. It wasn't long enough. Tommy Claxton. Sixteen oh nine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Everyone else did okay. You know, Northwood had a right showing in the girls' side. Hannah Clyde fifth place. Good for her. Uh, yeah. NLC round robin number two tonight. So should be fun. It's round robins, man. Super duel times. Super duel part two. So boys tennis. Westview is back. Calling it. Westview is back. Isaiah Hosteller won a tiebreaker in 1917 against Penn. That's insane. That's crazy. Could you imagine? I'd just fall over. He must have been dying. Yeah. Westview won the Concord invite, the second straight weekend tournament that they won. They beat Penn. Penn's really good. Westview boys tennis is back. They were struggling to begin with. They were like 0-2, 0-3. Yeah. They, I think they've won like 10 matches in a row. And they're 10-3 and now. Yeah. Really Big one with Fairfield on Thursday. Fairfield, Westview for the NECC title, basically. Yeah, we were thinking sneaky Fairfield's to lose, and now Westview's like, wait a minute, hold, hold my, uh, hold, hold my racket, hold my bonnet. Part of an Amish phrase. <laughs> <laughs> hold my horse and buggy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, God. Yeah. I don't, obviously, none of those kids are Amish, so 
They grew up. They got <laughs> half of them had to grow up Amish. Come on. Not necessarily true. Maybe I guess you could go through and ask if you'd like. I'm gonna but. have to. I'm gonna ask Isaiah Hostetler on uh, Thursday. Hey, were you Amish? Ever? In your life? <laughs> <laughs> um, He's like, no, but I respect them. You're like, okay. Very Close good. enough. Yeah. That counts. Quarter, you're quarter Amish. Um, Got some family that uh, is Amish. Yeah, so they're looking really good, man. They won, like I said, the Concord invite. Um, so they're they're playing well. Goshen obviously is still rolling, fourteen and zero, ranked twenty third this week. They are doing a fine, fine dandy job over there. Continue to play well. You love to see that for the mm-hmm. Dogs. And uh, a sneaky one on Friday because it was you know kind of overshadowed by football. But Northridge beat Fairfield four to one. That could be a potential regional matchup. It should be. Yeah. Actually, no, because Fairfield's in the same sectional with Goshen, so probably not. If Goshen, Fairfield, Northwood, Bethany is one sectional. The other sectional yeah. is Northridge, Concord, uh, Jimtown, Elkhart. Yeah. I mean, if Fairfield pulls an upset over Goshen, it could be a regional matchup. So, mm-hmm. but that was a good win for the Raiders. They continue to roll. They're eleven and two. That's correct. Eleven so, and two. Three, I mean, that, one, they all see. I know Goshen's been the the standard bearer so far, but like Goshen, Westview, Northridge, all maybe rolling into that regional, just could be sneaky good. All playing well. Tricky, tricky sectional there. So, uh, and last but not least for high school sports, volleyball, uh, volleyball, Northwood, volleyball, uh, volleyball, Concord <laughs> invite was won by the Northwood Panthers. Nice 4-0 record in the invite. Beat Concord in the final. So, so it's two Con- dubs. Northwood has won five straight sets over Concord after I said that Concord might beat Northwood in last week's or two weeks ago. So Northwood they is taking it. the Minutemen. Northwood has taken it personally that I thought Concord might win that match. So um, Blanked them. 2 nothing. Hate that. Yep. Concord was thinking too much about the last game. It was in their head. Last match, all in their head. Yeah, they're really good. Emery Porter, man, she stepped in in that setting role. She's doing a really good job with that. Athlete of the Big Nominee. Um, you gotta <laughs> should have kept that in there. Uh, did I mention that uh, Hope Har was Athlete of the Week and Teague Meisner Athlete of the Week nominee? Don't think so. I think I don't. I think I forgot Teague. Definitely Teague's in. Hope Har is, is, as well as um, Marianne Marie Sanchez, which I did say. And uh, no football players for once. No football players this week. Um, fifth one, Northridge, Michael Wheeland. I did say him. Okay. Uh, back to volleyball. Elkhart on Thursday, biggest win of the week over Penn. Top 10 matchup in the state. Lions won the first set, lost the next two, won the next two. Very dramatic win. Big emotional victory for the Lions. Uh, they scored a point where the player for Penn hit the ball off the Elkhart player's face and it bounced over our, and landed in. That's that when was, you know it's your, your night. That was hilarious. In the fifth set. Yeah, I made it like 10-8 in the fifth set. It's a sign. It's a sign from the gods. The volleyball gods. So the Lions are in the driver's seat to win the Northern Indiana Conference. Sick. Because I really enjoyed uh, your interview with the coach the other night. I'm not going to lie. Reading some of those Jackie quotes. Jackie Rost. She yeah. had some good quotes. <laughs> Yeah. What was the one that really stood out? Something about the fetal position. Yeah, like when you're down and out, you can either crawl up into a little ball and suck your thumb, or yeah. crawl, into the field, crawl into the field position and suck your thumb, or you can like get up and you know fight back or whatever. And that's what they did. They fought back and they won. You love to see it. Good match. And they went three and one at the Laporte invite over the weekend. Uh, Northridge was there. They went one and three. Tough. Um, yeah, tough. Bethany Christians one and one in their home invite. They continue to be okay. ECA dropped a 3 one to Goshen last night. Um, it's a little bit of surprising in that regard, but Goshen's, Goshen's decent. Mm-hmm. ECA is solid for a 1A school. Um, so I think with that, ECA is 13-2 and now, and Goshen is like 10-5, and 11-5, somewhere around there. Um, Goshen got a nice NLC one over Wawasee earlier last week. So three, three, it was a 3-0, but it was close. They just said it was like 25-22. So, well, she's a decent team, obviously. Yeah. So, so that, it, it, like, it, it should have gone five sets very easily, but mm-hmm. Goshen just found ways to get the points when they needed it. So, so it's all about volleyball. You will be at Goshen at Northridge on Thursday. I will be. Should yes. be a good match. Should be an interesting match. I agree. We'll see. And then I'll be at the football game the next day. Yes. 
So I just love I just love that matchup. You love the red that those colors. That's the red and the green. You know, red and green, fun times. Hey, let's uh, let's get to the Maple Leaf Minute under its proper name, the Maple Leaf Minute. Thank goodness the Maple Leaf update was making me mad. I know you got triggered last week. I literally got triggered. I was like, "Are you kidding me? Come on, so easy. Maple Leaf Minute, boom, boom, boom. Alliteration. Just sounds great. Maple Leaf update, not the same, not even close. Here with the Maple Leaf update." <laughs> Maple Leaf Minute Update, uh, Dante Stanton. Dante. Reporting from 91.1 The Globe, I'm Dante with your Maple Leaf Minute. Both the men's and women's tennis teams kicked off a long week of action with a doubleheader at home on Wednesday. Men's tennis going 2-0 on the day with a huge win over the third-ranked Indian Wesleyan Wildcats 4-3. The women's squad fell in both matchups. Both teams were back at it for more doubleheader action on Saturday with the men picking up two more wins and the women's squad split 1-1 on the day but captured their first win of the season dominating St. Francis 7-0. Men's soccer hit the road on Wednesday to battle the Indiana Tech Warriors. They fell 2-1, but the Warriors allowed their first goal of the season against the Leafs. GC returned home Saturday to take on Madonna in an up-and-down contest. The Leafs scored on a long-shot goal with just one second to go in the first half and put another into the back of the net off the foot of Lucas Bontrager in the second. Pass one defender, sends it over the middle. Bontrager off the right foot as he slides to the ground. Ball goes back of the net. GC up 2 26-09. Group of the Crusaders battled back, scoring three goals in the final 22 minutes of the game, securing the comeback for Madonna. The women's squad also fell on Saturday in their only matchup of the week. They lost 2-0 on the road at Madonna University. Women's volleyball was unable to improve on the record books this week, dropping in three sets to Grace College on Wednesday before being swept by Concordia and St. Francis, Illinois on Saturday. To wrap it up, the men's cross-country team was off the races in their first invite of the year, placing 8th of 18 teams at Indiana Wesleyan. GC had 8 runners finish inside the top 61. That'll do it for your Maple Leaf Minute. Tune in next week for more Goshen College Athletics on 91.1 The Globe. And thank you, Dante, once again, for the Maple Leaf Minute update. Minutes of updates. Uh, we always appreciate that. Uh, Dan S. Scott, Daniel S. Scott, right, wrote a nice little piece about the men's tennis team this past week. Check that out at GoshenNews.com. So, go Leafs. It's kind of unfortunate uh, that he's not going to be available for us Friday. Rude. Shame on him. Rude. We're not going to get to cover up. Having a social life? What? Who does that? Just uncalled for, I think, in my opinion. Wow. He should have known when he bought those tickets to a concert probably months ago that he was going to be working for the Goshen News at this point. Did we we find out who who the concert was? No, I didn't. Whoever's playing in Indianapolis on Friday night. Well, I'll take a look. Do some research. Do some research after the show. Uh, Do you want to talk anything nationally before we get out of here? We kind of briefly touched the NFL already at the beginning. The Bears won. We're 1-0, baby. Slipping and, slipping and sliding our way to 1-0. Yeah. Yes. It was yes. raining. We're not. We're definitely not winning next week, but that's the we. The Bears are definitely not winning next week at Lambeau. But, hey, we're, they're 1-0. They're 1-0. You never know. You never oh, know. we know. We know. The Bears have not won at Lambeau Field since 2015. Well, it's time for that streak to end. Right. I tell you what, if it ends, Justin Fields, MVP, no doubt about it. I'm putting a future on him to win MVP if they uh, win that game. Yeah, probably pa- get him at Packers like plus defense ten million odds right now. Okay, against the Vikings this past weekend, so um, a lot of good times in the NFL to start the season. Had a lot of close games. Uh, for some reason, the field goal kickers were having some issues all College weekend. College kickers, man. Slash NFL kickers. Now they're NFL kickers, but they were college kickers at one point. Yeah, but a lot of close games. We saw Baker Mayfield not get revenge against the Browns. Browns went on a 58-yard field goal at the end of the game Colts on the road. Colts didn't lose. Colts tied the Texans, who are supposed to be the worst team in the NFL. Feels like a loss. They're down a couple touchdowns. They come back and thankfully don't lose. So I would take the tie if I'm the Colts. It's not a great, you know, it's not the best outcome you're hoping for obviously but it's better than losing to the Texans um Bengals Steelers crazy game right 23 to 20 the Steelers went in overtime mm-hmm. after back and forth missed field goals yeah. the only bad game of the week was uh the Sunday night game that's not true no that's not true I know Ravens Jets bad Ravens won Chiefs Cardinals was a blowout Chiefs Cardinals was also bad Vikings Packers not great unless you're a Bears fan then you loved it because you hate the Packers um, but yeah, really intriguing. Uh, the Saints and Falcons, classic Falcons, up 16 in the fourth quarter just to choke it away and lose 27-26 to New Orleans, which I hate to see because I cannot stand the Saints. 
But uh, James Winston giving us some great post-game uh, interview stuff, <laughs> as he always everywhere. does. <laughs> you know what said? Yeah. Everywhere hurts. <laughs> There's pain everywhere. Me watching Missouri football. There's <laughs> pain everywhere. Well, this past weekend was rough Bad. for them. But it's okay, because it's pretty rough for my team as well. So Yeah, at least you have a pulse. Missouri doesn't have a pulse. But we're both going to pick up wins and get to 2-1 and one this weekend. Florida, South Florida. Missouri, Abilene, Christian. Yeah. So two and one, Gross. soon come for both of you know, our college you know, teams. You know, Mizzou plays in week four. Georgia. They're at Auburn. That's right, and then they play Georgia. They're Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> so enjoy, enjoy the two and one record. But Maybe three and one. We have to play at Tennessee the next week, so it doesn't get much better. For Auburn us. is Auburn's. Uh, they they almost lost San Jose State. So yeah, they didn't cover. I don't think. They're not Just saying, Mizzou San could Jose go in State. there. And Penn State play Auburn plays Penn State this week. That's like a big game. You know, they might be coming down a little bit. They welcome in Missouri. Where's Missouri, you know? like Missouri's offense has to be better, though, than it was this past just weekend. Just throw it to your five-star receiver recruit. Like, that'd be probably ideal. Yeah. Who cares? Um, yeah, Bears are 1-0. That's all that matters. So are the Bucks. And on that note, we'll end the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week. Maybe Notre Dame will have fired Farkas Freeman. Who knows? Probably not, but no, they won't. But that'd be funny. Uh, resign. Yeah. He might resign though. Maybe he's like, "This is too much for I'm me." I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I'm done. I'll go be an analyst for Alabama and get my reputation back. <laughs> get in, loser. You're going to be an offensive analyst for Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Frost's future, right there, yeah. baby. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Well, until then, uh, we'll see you next week. 